Hello! And welcome to yet another exciting episode of Dev Party. I'm Eric, and over there is Vanya. Hello! Hi! Hello! We're doing something just a tiny bit different, but not really. We will be developing film, but we will be developing each other's film. So I sent a role to Eric, and Eric sent a role to me. And since we did one-hour photo, we thought, hey, let's try this whole develop somebody else's film thing and see how it goes. And hopefully it's not a disaster, like most of our dev parties. Now that's not fair. We've been really good lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you sent me... Uh, what is it? It's Rolly Retro 400S. Mm-hmm. I shot that roll... Kind of sporadically. I just carried that camera around for like a week or so. I don't have the, like, I don't know what's on it. I know that there'll okay. be a few blurry photos because I was um, switching from manual to autofocus because that camera has autofocus and that's fun. Except when you switch it to manual and then forget that you switched it to manual and then you just shoot a picture. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Well, I sent you Berger. Mm-hmm. Berger, 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 Pancro 400. Yes. And um, I don't remember what I shot that on, like what camera I used to shoot it. It is 120, so it's medium format something. It is. It may have been the box. Don't I have a little piece of tape on there that tells me all this information? Nope. Weird. Okay. I think... I think it was the the 6x9 box camera. Okay. I guess it could be the RB because I shoot a lot with that. Mm-hmm. But it was taken on a day trip to the Methal Wildlife Area. Cool. Oh, that's so weird. Somewhere in Washington. Well, I do live there. <laughs> Did you go to Cornell? <laughs> All right now. <laughs> Um, so I'm developing your um, Berger, Berger, whatever, Pancro 400 in Rodinol 1 plus 25 for eight minutes. Well, that is a wonderful coincidence because I am developing your Rolly Retro 400S in Rodinol 1 plus 25 for ten and a half minutes. Cool. Why did you... <laughs> yeah. Why did you decide on Rodinol for my very... Delicate and exacting film. It's not. It's neither of those things. Why did you decide on roll? Why did you decide on roll? Well, so I have that massive dev chart app on my phone, and yeah. every time I develop something, I actually don't delete all the times. I just leave it. And I was looking, and I've developed this film in XTOL and in HC110, but not in Rodinol. And I don't know. This is a me problem. I for some reason, can't get the hang of it. I just maybe don't shoot the right things with this emulsion. And I don't know. I just thought it would be kind of fun to experiment with your film <laughs> and try Rodinol. <laughs> so thank sense. you. <laughs> um, I've had a lot of trouble with Berger, too. And I don't know why. It's one of those films like FP4 that I know I like, but I can't seem to get right. I'm hoping that maybe you'll have some better luck with it than I do. I know that we've seen some really great results with it. Oh, yeah. Not not our photos, but we've seen no. some good results with it. Everybody else. 
Well, yeah. I mean, it would be nice. It'd be nice. So mm-hmm. I decided to use Rodanol for you. Well, I decided to use Rodanol 1 plus 25 for yours because the Rodanol 1 plus 50 was like 20 minutes. That's ridiculous. And I wanted to use one of the, the one of the pyros that we've been talking about lately. And there were no times for it up on Massive Dev Chart. And I looked you know, on Flickr and around the internet in general. Nothing. And I don't want to... I, I'm cool with experimenting with your film. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't want to just kind of go in blindly. Okay. It would be nice to find out times for these things. But I've never used Rolly Retro anything. I just got a roll of it. Either you gave it to me or I bought it somewhere. Which is, uh-huh. I think, the only two ways I acquire film now. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. We do a lot of trades. Yeah, me too. So I'm excited to see how these are going to turn out, even though some of them might be a little blurry. Yeah. But if it's if, if mine is from the box camera, then all of mine are going to be a little blurry. I do know that the first couple shots, I was I was sitting in the living room at the cabin, and I had put like cashews up, and these like bluebirds were coming and eating them and kind of hanging oh. out. So I had my camera there playing Monopoly with my daughter and her cousin <laughs> waiting for these birds to come so I could like, you know, turn really quick and try to get them. Not yeah. sure if that's going to work out, but I am interested. That's, I think, the only thing I remember shooting. <laughs> that's it. I'm excited. I've never developed, I never developed somebody else's 120 before. And I've never developed, you know, really somebody else's film and it's not as nerve-wracking as i thought it would be i I think i'm just kind of i got kind of used to the idea and i'm just kind of treating it as i would treat my own and i think that's probably a good thing to do if well i guess we had a call in from the instagram user and and listener kali matorn uh for the last show and he's very reckless with his own uh, developing, but is very strict with other people's. And that's definitely, if you are reckless, definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not incredibly reckless. I'm a little reckless. So with yours, I'm trying to be a little less reckless. <laughs> that said, I am using Rodinol 1 plus 25. And that just seems like a... That seems like a really, like, strong Rodinol. It is. Also, but that Rodinol is from, like, 30 years ago. The Rodinol that I'm using now is... From the 1980s, it's from a bottle that has no UPC code on it, and you got the last, last 20 milliliters of Rodanol from this bottle, and now all that's left in it is, like, the crystals at the bottom, and I'm sure you could somehow crush them up and reconstitute them, and it would still work as Rodanol. I'm not going to do that. How I got this is I went into a local camera camera store, and I asked for Rodanol, and they didn't have it, but they had this open bottle of Agfa Rodanol from the 80s, and they said, if you want this, you can have it. It's most, most of it's still there. I'm not sure if it works anymore. But me, knowing Rodanol, I was like, of course it's going to work. It's Rodanol. It's indestructible. I feel honored. And I haven't, I, I haven't developed anybody's 120 before. Um, I had my friend Rachel come over. Um, I got her a little like twin lens reflex a couple years ago for her birthday and she came over with a bunch of films. So I pulled out like a dummy 120 and taught her how to get it on the reels a few times. And then I let her do it on her own, develop it just like with my chemicals in my tanks. So I didn't technically have to do it. (laughs) I just had to watch her and that was perfect. That would be the ideal way to, to, to <laughs> yes. develop somebody else's film, really. 
Yes, definitely. <laughs> I have ten seconds left to go on my, on yours, I guess. Yeah. So I'm pouring out. And will be. Stop. Are you using an acid stop? I did. I did too. Again, same reasons. It's quieter, which only matters for uh, recording. Normally, I would do a water stop with this. Yes. So, if you guys have been paying attention, I've been talking about making a new fixer. So, just an update on that. Still haven't done it. (laughs) This could go on for months. I know. Today, I really should, though. Oh my god, this has got to stop playing with fire. Listeners can tune in for the next episodes to see if she's changed her ways, her her fixery ways. Hey, at this rate, maybe I'll just get brown negatives and think I'm developing in PMK all the time. (laughs) Thank you for treating my film with the utmost respect. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. No, no. Um, well, how? I'm just gonna add an extra minute, so instead of five okay. minutes, I'll just I'll just fix for six. Fix for six. One of the things you can do with fixer, and I'm gonna pour out my stop and add the fixer. So we'll talk about fixer right now. One of the things you can do with fixer is you can judge for yourself how long it takes to fix something. Mm-hmm. So technically, you can pour the fixer in the tank, much like I'm doing now, because it's still at this point your film is still light sensitive. But when you add the fixer. Wait about 10, 15 seconds, and you're going to be agitating then anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you technically can pull the negatives and see how it is. You can see them clear. One yeah. of the things you can do, if you really want to, if you really want to play around with this, you can pour your fixer in your tank, agitate, and then pour fixer in like a clear container. I've done this before. Yeah, for the film in that clear container, you can watch it clear. Yep. And then what they recommend is when it clears, mark the time, and then do it double that, just to be sure. Mm-hmm. And that's your clearing time for that, that film. Each film will clear at a different rate, and uh, will take different months of time. Sounds about right. Yeah. Some film does, like, really quickly. Some film takes a long time. Another way you can figure it out is doing the clip test. Just clip a tiny little bit of film off, and just, just plop it in fixer and watch it clear, and then double the time. But five minutes or six minutes in your case is kind of a, a good good catch-all. Or you could just make new fixer. <laughs> you could make new fixer, yeah. One of the ways you can tell if your fixer is bad is do the clip test. And if it takes like forever to clear or simply doesn't clear, mm-hmm. uh, you need to make new fixer. Yeah, you can tell it kind of has a brown and it's hazy. just looks kind of foggy looking. Yeah. It's not like a very clear negative. One of the things I've done before is fix it halfway and kind of got it a little bit fixed. You know, I got it a little bit fixed, and then mm-hmm. I dried it and scanned it, and it had like a really crusty look to it. Really interesting. And then you can refix and get the rest of it off. So like once yes. you're done fixing, you and you actually only do half, or see, if, you know, you, you still have you can still fix more. But what I'm saying is, you can refix if you need to. Yeah, I think that's one great thing about Fixer. You can pull your negatives after rinsing, and if you realize you need to fix more, you can. And that's not a problem. That is very forgiving. Yeah. Or just make new Fixer. (laughs) You can absolutely just make new Fixer. It just makes sense to do that. (laughs) And make new stop bath. 
And then when you make new fix or make new stop path, just, you know, why not? Well, if we're still going, stop. then maybe make, make some new developer, too. <laughs> or, or buy a new old bottle of Rodinol. You, you, you can. I would love to get the oldest Rodinol that I could possibly find. And I see will find. Well it works. Yeah, I'll find some for you. Something I have to pop the lid off of a can. That's what I want. I was thinking, like, one of those, like, rusty, like, caps that, like, are so tight on. You're kind of scared to open it. I have to dremel it off. Yes. Drill a hole in it. Mm -hmm. Make a Rodinol challenge. <laughs> Send Eric your oldest Rodinol and see if he can get a print out of it. <laughs> Please do. And so for the next thing I develop in Rodinol, I have new Adox Rodinol. Ask for it by name. Adox, huh? Adox. Adox or Adox? What is it? Oh, Adox? I Adox? Uh, tomato, tomato. I have no idea. But that's the same stuff I have. And I'm yeah. almost out. And it's very, very dark. Very dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The color changed pretty quick after I opened it. It does. But it's still good. Yeah, it's just ugly. Oh, maybe they should pretty pretty it up a little bit. Well, it's not just it's just weird looking because you you're looking at it and you know you can shake it you can tell that there's like crystal particles on the bottom and you're just like I don't yeah. know should I? You should. I'm looking at the bottom of my the bottom of my rodinol now. I'm gonna try to take a picture of it. And we'll post it with the show notes. Nice. It's just chunky, but you know, it worked. Yeah, that, I think that's what terrifies me a little bit. Just It it looks chunky, and I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Anything that you open up and go, hmm, this looks chunky, probably shouldn't be used, right? <laughs> I think I disagree. What? Except when it comes to peanut butter. We shouldn't use chunky peanut butter. Oh, come on. How about chunky milk? How about chunky rice? Uh, <laughs> okay, I am done fixing. So now, now is the time to wash. All right. I'm so excited. I'm very excited. And I'll this even isn't going to be like a, like twenty pictures of Marley like getting closer and closer, is it? <laughs> oh, one hour photo, yeah. Yes. Holy, it it is not going to be that. I didn't drive down to the greater Los Angeles area to freak you out. Though honestly, that is such a good idea that I should have done. <laughs> so yesterday. Yeah. I drove from basically Ventura area back to LA mm -hmm. and instead of taking the coast, I ended up just taking the freeway because I was tired and wanted to go to sleep. Okay. Makes sense. The whole time I was like looking at my friend Sophie and uh -huh. we were just like, we can't say it, but oh my God, I got home in like an hour and a half. It was yeah. ridiculous. Like... The f I've never I've never experienced the 405 like this for like this long like a amount of time with no traffic in my entire life. It's just ridiculous. 
Did you go to Cornell? You can't use my joke that I already used on you on the same episode. Sorry. It's against the rules. No, but seriously, like, you don't understand. It is never like this. It really isn't. It's just ridiculous. It's like I, we're, you drive and you're like, oh my god, I could like totally live here. <laughs> That's what it feels like. You're like, okay, yeah, I could still live here. If the freeway was like this, I could totally live here still. This city would be great if it weren't for the people. It's true. <laughs> okay. It's not going to last. I'm sorry. Okay. Are you no. done washing? I am done washing. I am ready to look at your negatives. If you're okay with that. Yeah, you go first. Okay. Now, I see here that we do definitely have pictures. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Okay, we've got some from the protests, and we've got some beach photos. You have a, a, a photo of a parking meter. Out of all of them, I see that only one is blurry. Uh, was it the, um, the picture I asked permission to take of um, a family? Because I thought I, I might have... That one might be blurry. But this I think is the I most can... blurry family in the world, so maybe. Yeah. I think so. Are they holding a sign? Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be it. And maybe one of the bird bird ones. Well, the bird ones are very crooked. Like, really crooked. But it's a beautiful... Was it Blue Jay? Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, so these look great. I did, I did good. I did good. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm like, I don't remember shooting this. I'm really good. I'm a really good photographer. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at right now. I'm like, wow, these are excellent. This is 6x9, by, by the way. Okay, so that would be the box camera. What are you looking at? I am looking at that silo that you are obsessed with, obviously, because you've shot it yes. like a million times. It looks really, really good. I can definitely see the first image. The sky is pretty flat because of the sunny day, but I can totally see some amazing Rodinal grain happening in it. I'm very happy. I can't wait to scan them. The camera that I was using, uh, it was a 1914 box camera, and I taped a red filter to the camera. Ooh. They're really good, though, Eric. You didn't screw one up yet that I see. (laughs) Well, it's hard to screw up a photo from a box camera because there's just... There's only one button. Oh, you have, like, a... It looks like a forest that had been through a fire um, maybe a couple years back. And that is a very interesting perspective. I think you're going to be very happy with it. You're planning on scanning mine. I'm planning on scanning yours. So we can't really tell what's going on now. Do we want to check in with the futures and see what they have to say? Uh, Sure, if you want to do that. All right, so we are doing something a little bit different this time. We are going to discuss the photos together. Yes, yes, it's both of us. We're the futures right now. Oh, the futures. We are the futures. I don't know, like a superhero? Like Like the worst superhero (laughs) sitcom ever. Probably not the worst. So, okay, Um, you developed some of my photos. I did. What are your thoughts on that? I developed your six by nine, which, by the way, that was... A nicer choice than I gave you. He gave me six by nines, and you know, I I don't know who enjoys scanning, but scanning six by nines is much easier than scanning thirty five or yeah. even four six four five. Yeah, I know you. You like six by nines. They're really nice. I live in Los Angeles. If you haven't realized that, also, <laughs> but I live in LA. I don't get to see open space yeah. um, often unless I'm traveling or if I'm 
looking out west um, on the ocean horizon, which makes a lot of sense why I like it so much. Yeah. So looking at your photos was so refreshing to me. It's something I don't get to see. The silo makes its appearance again. Four times. (laughs) In this this role. I just wanted to make sure I got it, you know? Yeah, I think you did. I think think you got it. Yeah. Um, I honestly, the shot with the foreground grass kind of sticking out that's out of focus is probably my favorite shot on the roll. Yeah. It's really good. Thank you. Uh, The second one, which is not even second, because I would want to say first is also the burnt forest with the trees like sticking up all crazy. And then you have just that wonderful dark sky, which is because you used a red filter on your box camera. Yeah, um, I taped it. Box cameras don't have anything to screw filter onto. So I taped it with like gaffer's tape onto the uh, under the box and it works. Yeah, excellent choice. I, I don't know if we discussed how, how much we can't figure out Berger yet, no. but <laughs> it is a thing. I don't know why. I think it's a great film. I just haven't nailed it down yet. No, Eric, I think you might have gotten it right this time. This comes I think close. the combination yeah. with the filter, the six by nine, the using, I mean, I don't know how old is that camera, that box camera. It's from 1914. Yeah. Using that, yeah. I think, and then the landscape that you decided to shoot um, works really, really well. I mean, I developed it, you know, like we mentioned earlier in this episode with Rodinal 1 plus 25. Yeah. I do not regret that choice. I think it was a good choice. I really like the grain in these photos. I hope he does. Um, he does. I sent them over through the drive, so he has the folder. I'm looking at him like in full, and yeah, the grain is staticky. It is chunky-ass grain, and... <laughs> For for like medium format, I love that. So thank you so much for. I mean, you did a great a great job. I couldn't have done better Yay. myself. This is really wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I want to do it again for sure. Yes, I also developed a roll of yours. It was Rolly Retro four hundred S, and I developed it like you did mine in Rodinal one plus twenty five because we're twinning. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that there are four pictures on this roll that I think are fucking fantastic. There's one that I really, really like apart from that. And I'll get to that in a second. And there's some bird photos. I'm not sure about the bird photos. I'm not sure what was going on there. Yeah. So leave me alone. I like my bird photos. <laughs> I think the blue, you have the one with the blue jay with a cashew in his mouth. And that's really yeah. cute. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's start with the one, the one that I dislike the most. Oh, great. It is the, a fo- the first photo with the mountain. And you can tell you had the camera setting on automatic and the camera, uh-huh. the camera failed you. Yes, and, it did. And the second one, it's a little bit better. Also automatic, the camera failed you. Yep. And then the third one, the one of Marley sitting down on a deck, you hit the tones. And that mm-hmm. was manual. Yep. And then you did four in a row where you just said, fuck it, and you're going to do it manually. And those four nailed it. You nailed yes. all four of those in a row because for some reason or another, you trusted yourself for those four photos and you didn't trust yourself for the others. If you would have shot prediction if you would have shot the entire role on your knowledge not on your gut or anything but on your knowledge of how light works and how light meters work and and how your camera works you would have nailed probably every single photo here so what i have to say about that is that this camera is like pretty high tech i would say yeah as far as my film cameras go so it does have these like auto settings and also autofocus yeah so what happens is this is a camera that I take as kind of like a backup. 
Or if I'm in a hurry, like if I'm marching down the street or something and I pull out the camera and take the shot. So I was kind of using that, that this camera for those circumstances, like the bird coming and hanging out, like I would just grab the camera and point and, and shoot. Sure. Um, And I just think that maybe I need to stop doing that. (laughs) I think I need to give myself the time I need to get the shot because I'm starting to get a little bit lazy with this camera. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Except in those four shots and in a couple of others. These shots are the ones that you took time to frame. You took -hmm. took a little bit of care with them. And part of that care for you is manually setting your your shutter speed and and your aperture. And you're good at that. That's your, among like composition, that's your strong point. Apart from, you you know, like, like shooting in the water and all of that, which is where you really fucking shine. But when you're, when you're a fish out of water, (laughs) you're good at what you do. This camera is the one that I picked to possibly get a water housing for. Yeah. And trying to figure out whether or not it's the right choice for me. I would like to be able to stick it in auto and then dive down and shoot underwater and then come back up and then shoot above water um, without having to adjust if I needed to. Yeah, and that's a good thing to have, sure. I just don't know if I like the auto settings very much. Like in the photo of the ocean, the one that I was there on the phone with you when you were framing it and you're talking mm-hmm. to me about it. I could tell when you were shooting it, there was some care that went into it. And this is, what is the setting? F-22 at 1 250th. It makes sense. It was a sunny day. It was. <laughs> it doesn't come across as bright. It doesn't come across as even 400 speed. It just looks beautiful. And the grain in this, I don't know. I'm sure there's some like Roly fans out there who are like, oh, no, no, don't don't develop that in Rodinol. Develop at this in, this in some weird, bizarre, whatever. But the grain in this in Rodinol, it's a different sort of grain than I've seen in a lot of things. It reminds me a little bit of the grain you get with PMK, kind of smushed down a bit. It's not the sharper, chunky grain that Rodinol usually gives you. So I think this is, I like this combination. Sure, I'd like to see what it does in other developers. Yeah, if you... Zoom in to the horizon yeah. of the ocean shot yeah. uh, between the sky and the ocean. It, it's kind of wild. And that's why I, I shot it at F-22. I, I kind of wanted to make sure that everything was somewhat like all in focus, but that horizon is pretty wild. <laughs> it has has feeling and texture to it and all of that. I see a water spot. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I see it too, actually. <laughs> God. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I'm a bit of a failure here sometimes. <laughs> uh, let's not talk about any water spots because I'm pretty sure that you have some stains from possible bubbles. Uh, well, um, you know what? On a camera like the box camera, the 1914 thing, anything, any kind of defect in the, in the film, it adds to the character of it. <laughs> so overall, good experience? Oh, yeah. I definitely want to do this again. Is that the thing? Yeah, I was nervous at first. Oh, me too. But now I just, I want to do this for you. I don't, this is an invitation for everybody to send me their film. Find your own buddy and (laughs) and have them develop your film. And you develop some of their film. I've got mine. Go get yours. Uh, thank you so much. I I look forward to sending you another role. I'll I'll make it interesting. Please do. I'm sure yeah. you will. I'm sure you will. And I, I will send you something that's not from a old box camera. Maybe something that you can judge my uh, my metering abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll send you sheets. <laughs> would that be Would that be nerve wracking enough for you? Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll maybe I'll send you some sheets. 
<laughs> All right. Well. Okay. I guess we should hand it back to the past. Yes. All right. Back to you guys. Thank you, future Vanya. Thank you so much, future Eric. I know you're going to get those borders in for me because you are awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. He has a way with borders for some reason. I'm into it. Wrapping up. How do you feel about developing my film? <laughs> I don't mind if it's black and white. I feel pretty good about my black and white developing skills with color okay. it's a little bit a little bit nerve-wracking just because like if it's not fresh then maybe no it's not like you're gonna be like okay now i'm sending all my film to vanya to develop i know that's not happening um but like with like friends and things like that it's it's always better to just like encourage them to to do it i think it helps with not only um, building skills like your developing skills too, but also your shooting skills because you're you're developing, you're seeing what you're shooting, if you, what you did wrong, and I feel like putting those two processes together makes you a better photographer because you're like, okay, I'm gonna experiment a little bit more next time. I'm gonna I'm gonna push this film. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna dilute it a little bit more. I'm gonna do a stand development. I'm gonna do this. You know, it just it really opens the door for more tricks and more photo fun, I guess. I think I agree. Yeah, developing your own film really it does it teaches you what you're doing right and wrong with uh, photography and life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> Sure. Well, I mean, according to my fixer, I kind of procrastinate a little bit. So that's something I need to look into. <laughs> that is true. You do. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I guess you are right. I stand corrected. Do you want to call it? Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope yeah. your summers are starting to maybe come together. It looks like things are starting to open up. Hope everybody's yeah. going to... You know, stay safe out there and be careful and cautious. And we love you. Aw, we do love you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.